0: Podcast
1: OB pod morning cash morning Zach how we doing this week brother Uh, is is your week of recovery gone okay I know it was really tough for you this week
0: Uh, yeah it started on Monday you know my pick of the week I gave everyone a money line underdog so that felt really good giving a lot of people some money in their pockets so I I couldn't be any more thankful than and that. That
1: was a really good job of dodging exactly what I was planning on talking about.
0: You which know, is... I'm all about positivity here <laughs> and giving the people exactly what they want. So the SEC is sitting nice and pretty and people got money in their pockets if they followed OB Pod. I don't know what else you could be asking about.
1: I'm talking about Texas uh, completely embarrassing themselves in the Arkansas uh, arena.
0: I mean you have a high recruit at quarterback. He didn't necessarily look shaky. He didn't look great in our first game and he just wasn't ready for that moment. I mean that is is a serious environment to go into. It is a huge rivalry game from the old SWC, and the the quarterback just wasn't ready. Our receivers weren't good enough, and Arkansas played one of the best games I've ever seen them. Hats off to them. I wish it was more competitive. Obviously, I wish we came out with a W. I'm still recovering from it, but... I'll, I'll take whatever crow that comes with it. You know, that, that's part of that. college sports. And hey, look,
1: I'll give you this though, Cash. We can talk about you. You know, you, that's your team. You know, that's yeah. you, you're a diehard Texas fan. Doesn't matter if they win, lose, or draw. Or exactly. Like, you, know, and we, you know, we look at our, our brother podcast down in Hernando, and they live in Hernando, and they should yeah. be dynamite Hernando supporters, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, and so Derek picks against Hernando, given he was correct in this, that, or so but I, that, I struggle with that. But then the other half of the coin is, is that Matt. Has picked wrong. He is, he is over for, for
0: over three weeks now. That's just on impressive. multiple games. I mean, you, you would think at some point you would just stop picking.
1: Well, here's the deal. To this point, now he really should just go ahead and put cards in a hat and just kind of pull one out. And he's got a better odds of winning.
0: Yeah, or, or I mean, just do the old betters' secret and fade yourself. Like I love this. I don't see any way he can lose. I'm going the opposite direction. Right, guys. I'm telling you, if you want to talk about some betting, go go against Matt. Likely, a
1: very chance to win. <laughs> Other than that, man, I tell you this: what was exciting this week is, is that I got to sit down with Ken Adams. Oh, and uh, you know our mayor. And I mean, he was in the news. news a lot. There was a lot going oh, on, a lot of news for him. And so, you know what? I said, you know what, Ken, we hadn't had you in a while, and we had talked in the past about doing like a quarterly report with the mayor mm-hmm. and like that. He was all over me, like, hey, let's get on the let's get on the mic, let's do this. Da, da, da. I was like, heck yeah! And so, I'm pretty excited. We got hit an interview with him today, and you know, basically, he's going to give most of the news for all of Branch. On our show
0: today. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have a little bit of the numbers afterwards, but just to hear him talk about it, how he got a lot of this to work. And it was just fantastic to hear how humble he was and to give credit to us in making this such a great city and to put us in the money magazine and saying that that's the real reason why we're there. It just means a lot.
1: It really does. I mean, like really, like you just said, he puts us, the citizens, the, the former administration, the current administration, different things like that. He, he gave all the credit to where it was due. He know he would never take anything for himself, even though we think he's doing an absolutely phenomenal job. And like I told him in the interview, I think he's he's by far the best mayor we've ever worked with. Don't get me wrong. We've been in the less than a year. <laughs> but it's the truth. And so I really appreciate him. So I hope you all really enjoy that. You know, guys, something else that's uh, really going good right now and people in all our branches are going to have to look forward to is real estate. I mean – Right now, guys, it is a hot, hot market, and now that we're announcing Cascades and all this stuff we talked about with Ken Adams, it's only going to get better. And guys, if you want to move to Olive Branch, which is now one of the top places in the country to live, well, which we'll talk about. In not the- now.
0: is just, again, one of the top 25 places to live you're because correct. we have been doing so well in this money magazine.
1: There, You're correct. Then, guys, you need to talk to the best realtor team there is, and that is Brian Couch of Team Couch of Birch Realty. I'm telling you guys, they are by far the best realtor group around here. It's a full-service team, guys. It is not a part-time gig. It's not somebody's side hustle. If you call, you're going to get service. They are offering a free market analysis for your home and as well as the area maybe you want to go live. They'll give you the full details of anything you can imagine to make sure you are 100% satisfied with the service they provide to make sure you know you are working with the best. If you are interested in buying or selling any real estate of any kind, Go check them out. They are at teamcouch.com or
0: you can call Brian at his office at 662-449-1700, 662-449-1700, or you can call Brian Sell at 901-461-7653.
1: So, Cash, you know I got more jokes, man. I know last week we talked about, you know, maybe slowing down of emails and having a bank. Well, that didn't happen this week. If anything, <laughs> I think we got over 30 new emails, and the jokes just keep rolling in. Uh, I mean, we're almost going to have to expand it past three if we continue at this rate. It's unbelievable. But I decided to pick these three I really enjoyed, and uh, I want to talk them at you right now. All right, Cash. So, what are kidnappers' favorite type of shoes? I've got
0: nothing. White vans. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, <laughs> that, that's just funny because I was talking to my girlfriend and she's driving out of town right now, and she goes, "I think I've been followed by a white van for the past 15 miles, and I want to get off." And just so the fact that that is what it came up. Well, I mean, oh what, my what, what are the odds? It's very slim. Well, yeah, all
1: right. Hey, Cash, I feel sorry for my grandmother. She got a new stair lift. It's driving her up the wall.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, (laughs) that is is good. (laughs) I I do enjoy that.
1: (laughs) Cash, did you know I used to work at a helium factory for a short time? I did not. Yeah, I
0: had to quit. I told him I wasn't going to be talked to in that tone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, i really wish i had a balloon right now so i could do them i I am not going to try to fake a high-pitched voice everyone can do their own (laughs) and unfortunately we are not going to have a motivational message because like we said we have a fantastic interview with ken adams we can't thank him enough for coming on so we figured why wait let's do it man
1: Hi guys and gals, I have a very special guest with us today, you know, somebody who's been a part of the podcast kind of from the beginning and is a absolute great friend, a great leader and basically... The best mayor we've had the pleasure of working with and basically in Olive Branch history that we like to say, uh, Ken Adams. Ken, man, I thank you again for joining our show. Um, you know, we want to get with you, like we said before, about every quarter or so and kind of get a report about Olive Branch. And we saw some good things coming on the horizon and figured there's nobody better to let the citizens know of what's going on and what the future looks like. And so, Ken, how's the world been treating you? And let us know about all this good stuff
2: absolutely thank thank you zach and and listening audience Uh, zach always great to partner with a friend and and collaborate with you for things that will help the uh the audience and help the uh, the city of olive branch as well but uh certainly things are uh, on the rise Uh, olive branch is doing great uh olive branch has uh came in after uh, the last census uh, at approximately the fifth or sixth uh, largest city in the state based on the population now and the second largest city in the state land-wise, as far as the, the amount of land and geography that we take up. so uh, But things are growing. I know you and I talked a little bit earlier about the Cascades ribbon-cutting yesterday uh, that took place off Highway 305 and Fulmer Road. Uh, and the governor was, came up, and we had uh, other dignitaries in the audience as well. And uh, we had the groundbreaking for approximately 170-acre multi-use uh, plan development, which includes retail and uh, restaurants. It includes living living and housing over retail. It includes single-family homes, 55-plus uh, homes, an amphitheater, uh, a greenway that would connect and go underneath uh, Highway 305 and then connect to the soccer fields on Church Road. So some things that are in the plan, and, and obviously it's Olive Branch's equivalency uh, to Silo Square. Uh, things are not going to happen overnight. It, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, uh, but the plan uh, that developers have Uh, have put forward. It is very positive, and I think it's going to be a game-changer for Ollie Branch. Uh, They're setting it up with a town center, uh, a very modern town center, and these amenities that I think our citizens will benefit from, and and I actually think they'll they'll love and be able to stay and dine closer instead of having to go out of town and dine and for entertainment, so I think it's a real
1: plus. Ken, I couldn't agree with you more. I think this community, is thriving as it is, uh, has just been starving for something like this. And of course, when you see it in production right next door in South Haven, uh, to hear this kind of news is just absolutely phenomenal. We've had so many people who've talked to us on the podcast through social media and email and stuff. And when we mentioned this, like, I think a week or two ago, they were just like so excited. And so to hear this kind of opportunity coming to Olive Branch is, is massive. Um, I know, and, and again, it's even better when you have our own governor coming in the house and y'all got them shovels out there doing groundbreaking and really putting Olive Branch on the map is somebody who is uh, important in the state and uh i think it's phenomenal i know that uh, money magazine just came out and established us as uh, you know in the top 25 for one of the best places to live in the country and so that's another uh, notch in the belt uh, for all the branch its citizens its administration and uh, you know its government and everything else and so uh how does that make you guys feel up there you know with the aldermen and everything else It
2: certainly makes us feel feel good. It's quite an accomplishment, and and nothing that Ken Adams as mayor has has accomplished. I've only been in the seat for 60 or 70 days now, but our our citizens are awesome. Someone asked me what makes a great city, and, and I said a great city has to have great great citizens. And we do have, and then we have dedicated city employees that work to serve the citizens of Olive branch and, and business owners as well. I believe I sent out approximately 2000 business license renewals this month, uh, for brick and mortar businesses. And, 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 obviously some other, uh, remote businesses as well, uh, as far as remote services, but sent those out to, through Tyler branch. And, uh, and we're just growing, but to be the 23rd, uh, out of the top 50, uh, cities to live in in the united states is awesome and and definitely not knocking any of our counterparts in the state at all but we were the only city in the state of mississippi to be on the top 50 list that money magazine listed and and i'm certainly pleased with that the the amenities and the quality of life and things that that we're having is just very positive uh sure we'd like to have less traffic Uh, uh we'd like to have uh less congestion at traffic lights and some of those things. But I've said over and over that we have many, many cities. Uh, There's 300 cities in the state of Mississippi, and I assure you most of them would trade places with Olive Branch to have the wonderful opportunities that, that Olive Branch has.
1: Can I agree with you. And uh, I can say this to a lot of that. I hear that a lot. And I would say this is that, you know, for the developments we have moving forward, it is going to spread out that traffic and will actually help in the long run when you look at it. I mean, right now we have one major thoroughfare and that is Goodman Road that takes, you know, 90% of the traffic that we have. Um, and so when you're going to be able to spread that out down to Church Road and make it where you can diversify your infrastructure as well as your opportunities for retail, restaurants, Uh, It's really going to help. And, you know, it'll lessen the load on one, increase on another. But, you know, like I said, if the infrastructure is there and planned properly, which what I can tell from the plans that y'all put together with this uh, Cascades and everything around it, it really feels like it's going to flow real well. And it's going to bring an all around better feeling and better travel for the city.
2: Yep, that, that's spot on. And as you said, uh, Church Road being an east and west thoroughfare option, and Nail Road has now be ext- been extended for a couple of miles off of Hacks Cross Road back to the east. And and there are some discussions at this point in the early stage, but some discussions of extending uh, Nail Road from Hacks Cross Road to Center Hill Road, which would give a five lane, uh, a five lane street through that stretch, which is is very positive. But uh, we also uh, have completed our budget process, which is always a, a grueling process, whether you're in the corporate world or, or in municipal government. And, uh, we completed that and, uh, very pleased with the budget. Uh, we were able to give our law enforcement professionals, our boots on the ground, so to speak, our, our uniformed police officers, uh, a substantial raise. Our goal was to put them at the highest in the County. And, and we did that. Uh, we did not, uh, address up above that as far as, uh, making them pay the, the highest, such as the brass and lieutenants and up the chain. But we uh, wanted the boots on the ground to, to make more because of the national trend as far as the difficulty in hiring and retaining law enforcement officers. It's a pretty unique time in society and a lot of turnover in law enforcement, but we want to work to, to, to stay staffed up and, or to get staffed up and stay staffed up so we can protect Dollar Branch because uh, we know that public safety uh, is a number one priority for the citizens and for the city.
1: Ken, I mean, if you want to say you're number 23 in the nation, the police and law and order and you know, how this how the community feels about safety has got to be one of the number one or top three or whatever you want to call it, reasons why people enjoy living in an area because they feel safe. They understand that you know people are available and the law enforcement of the area are helpful um, and are on site and present and doing good things. Uh, And that is what we have here at All Branch. And so uh, to hear all that is just fantastic news.
2: Yep, that's right. And and I never, never want to leave out our our EMS professionals, our our fire department, paramedics, because they do an awesome job as well. The citizens love them. I've said repeatedly that very few jobs, I really don't know of any jobs that people would do for gratis uh, other than being for example, a reserve law enforcement officer or a volunteer fireman. People love both of those fields. They they generally love the men and women that work in those fields. And, uh, again, it's a rare thing that people will go and, and volunteer. We don't have volunteers, but, but you look across the nation and you'll see people volunteer for those jobs because they love what they stand for and they love what they do. So we've got some amazing uh, EMS uh, and paramedics and firefighters in the city as well. Uh, and I'm certainly honored to be a, be a part of the team. Um, In addition to the the raises that we were able to give, uh, the other city employees received a cost-of-living adjustment of 3%, uh, and that is the first cost-of-living adjustment they've had uh, in two-and-a-half years. Uh, So that was a plus to be able to deliver that. Uh, And also out of the additional bodies that were approved in the FY22, which means uh, our fiscal year starts October 1, so we're nearing that, out of the positions approved for FY22, approximately one-third of those positions were to serve uh, the annexed area. These are new positions we committed to uh, the court system. We committed to – or the city committed to Judge Lynchard uh, that we would do certain things, and we're on a path to do that within five years, whether we had to order knuckle-boom trucks to pick up debris or uh, whether we had to add six – Firefighters, the first year for to serve that area, which we have added. Uh, we well, we've, we've got those positions approved. We haven't filled them yet. Uh, we're also going to fill six law enforcement officer positions in order to, to serve the annexation area. Some public works people, etc. And and these are things that we've got plotted out for the next five years uh, to make sure that we serve the annexation. Uh, like A, the city of Valley Branch stated they would, and B, like the chancellor requires us to do. So we're going to meet that obligation and and serve the people in the annexed area. And we made sure that was part of our budgeting process.
1: Ken, that's awesome. You know, I know there's a lot of people who were against annexation, and I know it's kind of become a cold topic now, but to hear that y'all already have things in place and I have the forethought to make sure those areas are covered and better protected and serviced properly. Uh, I know people are going to appreciate that and not feel like that, you know, their additional tax dollars are going to the wayside or uh, feeling, you know, improper about it. So uh, again, another great, uh, great contribution that the, you know, the city has got together and done and forethought. So again, I really, really appreciate all that, kid. It really, it means a lot from the listeners as well as it does from here at the podcast.
2: You bet. And one additional item that, uh, when you, since we're speaking of the annexed area, I remember uh, during the winter months, I remember seeing on social media, mainly Facebook, that uh, some of the people in the Craft uh, Road down toward the Lewisburg area, uh, that they were experiencing uh, gas volume problems of, of gas coming in their gas line. And maybe their fireplace logs were not working as good, et cetera. So a uh, contract was extended uh, or is in the process of being extended. Bids are in in order to increase the, uh, the gas line itself to a six inch line uh, that would run down through the Craft Road area down toward Lewisburg to make sure that those individuals that, that had volume problems with their gas appliances and, and mainly gas logs, I kept seeing that those would go out, that had to be relit. Uh, so we heard the citizens loud and clear and are also in the middle of, of getting that upgraded uh, before the winter months gets here. So we're pleased with that and you might have seen as well that we received an MDOT, Mississippi Department of Transportation grant for $238,000 to add a self-service fueling station at our Olive Branch Airport Uh, that will allow a crew member that flies in, uh, whether it's a small plane or medium-sized plane or corporate jet, uh, they can fuel their own jet, uh, swipe a credit card just like you and I would at a convenience store gas station and fuel their plane and therefore we don't have to have as much staffing involved at the airport. And also during hours that the airport may uh, not be staffed. They can fly in and and, uh, and they can fuel up and then fly to their destination. So we think that's going to be a positive add as well for our Olive Branch Airport uh, and Olive Branch Aviation, which is our FBO, our fixed base office for uh, smaller jets and midsize, uh, smaller aircraft and midsize jets to fly in.
1: Ken, I mean, uh, you know, every time I feel like we're about to wrap up, you bring out another note of just great positiveness. Is there is there anything else you got up your sleeve that you want to let the citizens know? All the branches continues to prosper.
2: You bet. A cu- couple things. I am I'm very pleased with our our departments. You know, before I got elected, I said I would meet with all the department heads and get to know the employees, and and I'm doing just that, looking over the objectives and. And I'm delighted that we have a lot of employees that are, are that are dedicated. Uh, we have a large number of employees, around 658, if you look at full-time, part-time, and seasonal, like Parks and Recreation. And, and those employees are dedicated to serving the citizens. Uh, sure, we drop the ball occasionally, and, and we make some mistakes, but their heart's in the right place and want to serve the citizens of Olive Branch. And, and I'm pleased with that. And you and I, I think, talked before about Old Town across from City Hall, and uh, you might have seen where we received uh, another grant uh, from the Corps of Engineers. It was $1.2 million in order to upgrade the sewer system and the water system. Old Town, as you could imagine, uh, that's some of the oldest pipes and uh, sewer pipes and water lines and things in our city, and we're expanding the volume for those and uh, getting those ready uh, for a resurgence of, of Old Town, and I think we'll see some positive things our old Town's a great place. It, it's got a super personality and the amenities are good, but I think we're going to see that rise to a, a newer level uh, in the next 12-plus months as the sewer line gets in and, and other businesses start relocating and, and restaurants and entertainment start relocating in Old Town, again, to keep our citizens that, that want to go to those establishments to not have to go to South Haven or Midtown or wherever. Uh, we want to keep them at home and uh, let them enjoy our hometown atmosphere uh, and dine and have entertainment within our city limits.
1: man. that is just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you know, mayor Adams, I can't thank you enough, man. It's, it's been an absolute honor and pleasure to have you back on the podcast and to hear all this good news for all the branch. I can't wait for the episode to be heard by everyone. And, uh, you know, and just give us more reason to be proud to be an all the branch citizen. And we really look forward to seeing the bright horizon we have ahead.
2: Thank you so much. Always, always a pleasure talking with you, Zach, and your audience and, I wish the very best for uh, all the Olive Bench uh, podcast audience and uh, look forward to being back with you again in the near future.
1: Absolutely. Thanks again.
2: Absolutely. Good day.
0: Thank you so much, Ken. And, man, it is just so awesome to have that kind of access and to just be able to reach out to the person leading the city.
1: I know it, man. Like, I text him. as was like, man, this is what's going on. What y'all doing? Da, 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 da. And he's like, man, let's go. Let's go on the pod. and Let's do this. this. I'm like. Oh, that, that, that's just a phenomenal feeling to know that you know he's just such a good dude I'm ecstatic to have him as part of the show a fan of the show and want to give that kind of communication out to the citizens in unique ways and be a part of things. And it just goes to show you, you know, he's a, he's that kind of guy. So really appreciate you, Ken. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Now, guys, something else we want to tell you is is that you see all this positivity that's coming out of all the branch. Well, let me give you another example. We've talked about Michael Hatcher and Associates over there and how they have great job opportunities, and we talk about them every week. And let me give you a success story. They have hired Chris Burdenshaw from a competing company to handle one of their new positions of account manager. And according to Michael Hatcher, Hatcher, Chris is like a puma that is on the prowl looking for lunch when it comes to his accounts and how to make customers happy. But it is a great example of how a person has a good job somewhere and realizes there's a much better or a great opportunity right here in Olive Branch that his family are going to come over here, his kids are going to be able to go to good schools, work with a company that's going to treat him like family, they hire you for life, amazing benefits, amazing pay, just be a part of the community that is going to be fantastic and that is moving up so well. Guys, this is a place you can go work to. Go check them out at HatcherLandscape.com. And they have multiple positions available all the way down from entry level, all the way up to things like account manager and supervisors and more. Go look at them now. Or if you prefer to talk to someone and maybe ask some questions and have a lovely voice talk back to you, you can call the office and speak to Gabby, who is their talent acquisition manager, and she'd be happy to help. Her number is 662-755-3207. All right, Cash, well, let's get going on to our news. And this week, we're going to expand a little bit on what Ken had to say in his interview and give you some numbers when it comes to Cascades and Money Magazine. So, Cash, hit us up with those.
0: Yeah, this is a massive investment for the city as over $300 million is being invested into the Cascades, which, wow, that is a almost unfathomable number for that's us some, that's Mississippians.
1: Some, that's some heavy cheddar, homie, heavy Whew, cheddar.
0: But it is bringing us quite a bit as we are going to get 400 residential units, which is something that we've been talking about. That we need desperately a lot of retail space and over 125,000 square feet and 40,000 square feet of office space. And they're hoping to have this, as Ken said, completed in about three to four years because this isn't something you want to take lightly. And of course, we're going to get some townhomes, around 100 of them, 58 college lots, and a 70 acre park. That I believe you said we're getting a green road? Green belt. Green belt.
1: Uh, So that's going to be a a connection, you know, like a nature connection so that animals and humans can walk across things of that nature. Uh, It's something that is actually very common in Europe. Uh, If you ever go over to Europe, there's a lot of interstate roads over there and you will have what looks to be a bridge or an overpass, but it's actually not. It's not for human consumption. It's actually for wildlife to be able to travel over so they don't have to be in danger of getting hit by cars or passing vehicles um and so green belts are something you can do here as well for like nature trails mm-hmm. tracks um as well as the wildlife because again i think they're going to try to eventually connect this over to where olive branch park is and things and so you know they have wildlife there as well and so you don't want to landlock your your wildlife in an area otherwise you'll lose the wildlife so i think it's a cool little concept i hope all of it works out and and everybody around gets to enjoy it
0: and continue on with the fantastic news and good numbers. We have Money Magazine, which places Olive Branch as the twenty third best city to live in out of a top 50. Dude, that's just
1: amazing. Like I said, when I talked to Ken, I was just blown away. That that's a huge compliment. And considering we're the
0: only one in the state, brother. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it a hundred times out of a hundred, and especially seeing things like the average median income is eighty two thousand annually. That's impressive. I mean that that's sitting real nice. And the medium home price is just over two hundred and fifty thousand and an unemployment rate just under six.
1: I mean, that should tell a lot of folks this is a great place. There's not a lot of issues when it comes to poverty, unemployment. Most houses are worth over basically a quarter of a million dollars or better. Just absolutely I mean, insane. Good paying jobs. I mean, and it has a diverse community. I mean, you have retirement all the way down to youth. I mean, Everything is available here. We have Cascades coming, more restaurants. We're the largest city now in DeSoto County when it comes to land, Mm -hmm. and that gives you more opportunity for expansion, growth. I mean, like this is going to be the mecca of DeSoto County, especially within three to four years once you see all this blowing up. Just because Cascades is coming in here, Because of Cascades and because of the stuff that comes with it, you're going to see a lot more be developed in the generalized area. And like I talked with Ken, you're going to have two major thoroughfares, Goodman and Church Road, and the connections between them that go north and south. They're going to create a web of opportunities for business, commercial opportunities, um, restaurants, shopping, you name it will all be in a place where it doesn't have to be down to just one major thoroughfare.
0: No, I mean you've got Craft, you've got Pleasant Hill, you've got things going Packs, out
1: 305. I mean like just it's it's endless. It's, it's instead of just having one centralized area, it's going to be a plethora more businesses that compete with each other are going to be able to be in the same city but not next door to each other thus creating more market. I mean, it's it's going to be fantastic.
0: No, and especially the downtown area with the cotton gin coming in, all the housing that we're getting from there, this is about to be really competitive. And if you need some of those competitive numbers, well, Robin properties might have your back.
1: You're in line, Cash. Now, there are some people who are not happy about this. There are some people who like the small town feel or are afraid this is going to destroy the small town feel because, like I said, we just went through an annexation. Well, you know, some people are now part of the city, which that was inevitable. I mean, it just is what it is. But if this is something where maybe you're living in an area, you know, you just want to get out, you're done, your house is dated, maybe it's got damage, backstory, whatever the situation is, you just don't want to fool with it. You just want to move on and you want to get rid of it. Maybe it's just an extra property. Who knows? If you want to talk to somebody who is local, honest, and reputable, who has amazing reviews and treats people right, then I say you go to iBuyDeSoto.com. That is a fantastic website where you get to meet Abby and Spence Robman, who live here locally, are fantastic people, and will come look at your home, make an honest offer on it. And that'll be a cash offer where they will likely get you out in weeks, not months, as well as this. And you'll be handing it off to good people who are going to take that home and are going to rehab it possibly resell it or turn it into a rental property that is a high-end one that actually builds the community and makes the place better. This is not one of those deals where you hear about out-of-state, out-of-country people buying up houses cheap, turning them over into you know just junk and trying to get every dime out of them and basically bleed the community and make an eyesore. This is not how they operate. This is somebody who cares about the community, who gives back to the community, and does a phenomenal job.
0: Guys, go check them out. Their website is phenomenal, and it is iBuyDesoto.com. It does pain us that we are continuing to let you know about South Haven, but we have gotten some news down the pipeline that we could be seeing some live entertainment outside in the month of October, so we will keep you informed. But until then, there is going to be a movie, The Secret Life of Pets, being shown at Saucier Park this Thursday, September the 23rd. And then on October the 21st, they are giving one of our favorites, Coco. And of course, Hernando is still giving out free concerts each and every Thursday with our Hometown Headliners concert series at 7 p.m., on that beautiful, historic town square each and every Thursday for the rest of this month.
1: That's right, guys. And look, if you go down there and listen to our partner cast, Under the Water Tower, they detail some of the bands that are playing. Uh, even in the last Friday episode that came out yesterday, they talk about two of the bands and what a phenomenal job they had on Thursday I night. I mean, Truck
0: Pack's Revival did a fantastic job. Casey Down, she was amazing. And of course, one of my buddies, Rodell McCord, who kickstarted this entire thing, who won 95.3 The Rebels concert way back when, when I first met him. And seeing him do great things is just so much fun.
1: Absolutely. And I think one of the next bands coming up is Twin Soul. And um, and I can't remember the other one. But like I said, go check out Under the Water Tower. They'll give you all the details on that. Guys, something else you need to understand is, is that this beautiful weather, or I should I say this wonderfully cool weather, and not cold yet, is, you know, it only lasts for so long. And this is a perfect opportunity to go over to our favorite brewery in Olive Branch. Backwater Brewery, guys. They have an amazing patio area where you can try one of their amazing artisan beers, loggers, ciders, um, and just enjoy the outside. Get to see a glass view of how they make the product, and just get the ambiance of the old town area. It is a phenomenal place. The ciders and loggers are just a cut above. It's not what you get from the grocery store. It's not something you pop a top on that comes out of a box. They are truly handcrafted, handmade, and will just accentuate your taste buds way differently than you could ever imagine from anything store-bought. Please go check them out, guys. They're right there on 178, right next to a Side Street Burger. They have all you can imagine, cool growlers you can buy that are collectible. And if you want to go inside and watch a football game or do something with their cool lounge upstairs, it's just an inviting opportunity. And you get to meet some really cool laid-back guys. And guess what? You'll be a part of something that is truly unique to Mississippi, as they're truly the only microbrewery in North Mississippi. It is truly a phenomenal place. Go check them out.
0: And you can even host special events there. They've been doing... High school reunions, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, game nights. I mean, go up there, watch a game. We know SEC football is kicking off. There's been some fantastic ones. Play some board games while you're up there and just use it as a nice hangout spot for the weekend. Lastly,
1: guys, you can always check out anything new they have going on by going to look at their social media sites on Twitter and Facebook as they are at backwater.ms
0: anytime. And this is going to be the last week we are going to be able to let you know about getting a ticket to the Mid-South Fair at 25% off. Go ahead, get it before it kickstarts because it is here this Thursday. Everything seems to be starting on a Thursday right now. It's going to be a good time. They have so much entertainment and they are bringing back all of those fun carnival games.
1: That's right, guys. Don't miss out. The more people who show up, the better chance we have of getting it back to like it used to be when we were young. And that's our ultimate goal. Promote the community. Promote our Promote our businesses and things that make us feel like who we are or who we used to be. And that's what our goal is.
0: Well, I mean, and it was just so much fun. You didn't know which friends were going to be there. You just got dropped off. Your parents gave you 20 bucks and said, go leave me alone for two hours.
1: Yeah, and that, that's enough to get you a Pronto Pup.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Make sure you drop forty this time, guys. We
1: yeah. want to have two meals at least, <laughs> guys. To continue, some more news: the Mississippi lawmakers are considering a teacher pay raise. Some numbers came out this week that were kind of startling when you look at everything between what you get as base salary compared with insurance costs. A teacher with 15 years of experience took home on an average of twenty nine thousand six eighty after taxes and benefits in 2020 compared to about 26 580 for a first-year teacher. That gap in money is ridiculous it's considering ridiculous 15 day. years of experience. And so I think this has kind of opened some eyes up. Uh, when There's been a great nonpartisan push from a lot of people to try to get this fixed. And so hopefully this is something that's coming down the pipe that's going to correct this error. Speaking of errors, Cash, we can also look at if you have any mistakes at home, such as spills, nasty carpet, just nasty grout on your
0: floor, whatever it may be. Some leftover brisket because your team let you down and you just had to smoke the mascot. You know, who knows what could have been going (laughs) wrong. I love that.
1: But yes, guys, if you have some cleaning needs in the area, we encourage you to check out DeSoto Cleaning. They have an amazing Facebook page. that will show you videos and tutorials of things they offer and do, uh, as well as before and after videos like i talked about. They, they do a fantastic job. They're local, professional, and get this, their prices are unmatched. And on top of that, if you mention OB Pod, you get 15% off the quote or final bill, And you just can't beat it. So go check out DeSoto Cleaning on Facebook if you have any cleaning needs at your house.
0: And, of course, something that we always like to do is promote our community. And what better way to do that than to talk about the Youth Leadership Council for all the schools in our area.
1: Yeah, Cash, this is a great opportunity, guys. This is something where the kids get to apply uh, and meet a criteria to be able to join Mr. Uselton's uh, council. Uh, they get to have input uh, and to discuss things that they are concerned from from their perspective on uh, the school level. And it's a great opportunity to mingle with kids from different schools. And it's just another example of how DeSoto County Schools is doing it right under the leadership of Mr. Uselton. It's just it's phenomenal. Uh, you know, again, this is an application process, and so uh, some schools had fourteen to sixteen kids on the list. Some schools had four, like Center Hill, um, and that's not a knock to any. School school, it just shows you which kids are wanting to apply parents, this is a great opportunity. If you're considering your child wants to maybe go to college and looking to get uh, scholarships, if they want to add this to his or her resume uh, that they were a part of this council, that is a great little nugget to put in there. A lot of colleges will love to see that you're doing this because it's like youth leadership, youth government, things of that nature. And it's just a great builder for your resume in general to say that you've been able to do this, you applied for it, you succeeded, you got to work with other people. Uh, And so this is good one. So if you really want to do this for your kids, especially if you have a middle schooler or a high schooler, go ahead and be looking at this for the future. It's a great opportunity.
0: And it's just a fun experience that not a lot of kids are going to be able to get the opportunity to have. Oh, there's no doubt. No doubt. Cash, let's read some names. What would Center Hill have? They had Alexis Chin, Emma Kate Taylor, Adriana Mendoza, and Thomas Allen Sloan.
1: Yeah, and Lewisburg had several names, but we're going to throw them out there. And that's Hayes Heron, Anna Clark Bridges, Caroline Catledge, Jarrett Morris, Georgia Carter, Preston Shands, Olivia Cashin, Samuel Overstreet, Amelia Bowers, Riley Littleton, Bella Love, and Anna Catherine
0: Wood. And Olive Branch is going to round us out with Samantha Harris, Justice Ratliff, Fantasia Jones, Madeline Holmes, Gracie Lee, Malik Mitchell, and Kayla Taylor. So we just want to say congratulations to all of those that applied. Got it we couldn't be happier and more proud of you.
1: Man, absolutely.
0: Enjoy this opportunity and use it well. And that is going to wrap up all of the news that we have. We still have our fact of the week, which is in another astonishing one at what the city of Olive Branch has given this country.
1: Oh, there's no doubt. You're really going to enjoy it. And it is brought to you by Rob Long of the Soto County Museum, located in Hernando on Commerce Street, right across from the Area 51 ice cream shop. They are open Thursday through Saturday and have numerous exhibits for your viewing and learning pleasure. Do not miss out. It is a fun experience in Hernando. Now, guys, our fact of the week this is is basically another grocery store related one. But this one has a cool twist. The Cedarview Grocery Store was a phenomenal place there in Olive Branch and had several loyal customers. There are even ledger notes available in the DeSoto County Museum right now that shows how the business was ran. It lets you know how they shopped back then, what things cost, how everything was handwritten. Even the, the legibility of the cursive at that time is just impeccable. But here's something else. Clarence Saunders, the founder of Piggly Wiggly, got his idea to make Piggly Wiggly from this store, which was originated starting in Memphis. So Piggly Wiggly became a national chain due to what the Payne brothers did at the Cedarview grocery store. And so Olive Branch is the home of how Piggly Wiggly got its start and became popular as a national chain.
0: And we still have a fantastic Piggly Wiggly in our area right there off of 305. Still go there. They probably have the best meat in the area. I don't know if you ever still go oh, that Oh, there's way. no doubt.
1: Like, I'm, Trust me. And I'm partial to Kroger because, you know, heck, my wife works at Kroger. Yeah. I mean, I'm just being honest. But every time I want a steak or I want a certain type of meat, you either go to the Piggly Wiggly or sometimes I even go over to the Reeds in Bahalia because guess what? The Piggly and the Reeds both get their supplies from the same people. And right here, local and it's phenomenal it's just a
0: cut above even the tri-tip right there oh my goodness you you just get like you said a cut above and it it doesn't get any better it's phenomenal and they still have people that will take your groceries out to the car for the older generation and that just shows the kind of community that we have yes it
1: is great guys if you've never experienced the piglet and in all branch and you're like well you know i'm more the supermarket person i dare you to go in there you'll be surprised how that hometown feel is still there and like cash said to have a young fella or young lady to come out there and bring the groceries to your car with a smile, dressed well, you know, gives you the opportunity to give a tip to a young person and make a connection, uh, you know, that you might not get anywhere else. I encourage you to do it. It's a great fact that we thank you again, Rob. It's always a pleasure having you on. Most of the people who listen always compliment how wonderful it is to hear this history. Really, really appreciate it.
0: That's going to wrap up the intro. We still have our post game show with the coaches that we know that they had a tough week, but you can always learn from something.
1: Yeah, Cash, trust me, this post-game show is going to be good. We're going to give you a lot of details you might not know or might not have known has been going on in the background that has contributed to some of the things that are going to football on Friday nights. And we hope this is going to be a great learning experience and so that we can all pull together and get these kids moving forward in the right direction.
0: With summer here, are you looking to start renovating? Well, North Mississippi Dumpster is the local business you want to contact. All you have to do is head over to desotodumpsters.com. You'll be able to find all of your pricing and sizing needs. They're open seven days a week and have fantastic prices. They carry 13 and 20-yard roll-off dumpsters that are in great conditions so you don't have an eyesore sitting in your yard or on your job site. They service Desoto, Tate, Marshall, and Tunica counties, so visit them at desotodumpsters.com or give them a call at 901-299-0916.
1: Is planning your summer getaway becoming too much of a hassle? Then reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher of Magical Destinations. Whether it's a trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or a tropical getaway, these ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destination is locally owned in Hernando, so give them a call today at 662-469-6304, or you can find them on Facebook or Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited.
0: Are you tired of an unimpressive lawn or need some help from a local professional to get your yard the way you want it? Look no further than Master Lawn for your weed control and fertilizing needs. Master Lawn has been serving the Olive Branch community and surrounding areas for over 25 years and is ready to add you to their long list of satisfied customers. Contact them today for a free quote through their website, www.masterlawninc.com, or call 901-250-0873.
3: Second, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bingo! And now it's time for the OB Pod Coaches Postgame Show with Jason Russell, Alan Peacock, and Justin Hector.
0: You think you know football, but you don't, so shut up and listen.
1: All right, guys, we're here at week four of our post-game show. And first, we've got to tell you some great news. We had a player here locally in our little area in Olive Branch to receive the award of Mississippi Player of the Week.
0: Mississippi Athlete of the Week.
1: Mississippi Athlete of the Week. I like that clarification. So, of course, we are going to honor this individual as also our Old Town Vibes Player of the Week for the Olive Branch area. And that is Amari Dawkins, the running back for Center Hill High School.
0: He had a fantastic game last week with 18 rushes, 118 yards, and two touchdowns. Congratulations. That deserves some recognition. And if you want to start nominating in person, please just go ahead and let us know on Twitter. Email us. Just give us those stats, and we will be able to fish through them.
1: That's right, guys. Our email address is theobpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, it's just look for OBPod on Facebook or Twitter. You can't miss us. As we mentioned, Old Town Vibes, it is the best place to get you a meal replacement shake, a loaded tea, or any type of specialty drink you could think of. It is a fantastic local business that will serve you right, and the prices are phenomenal. They're right there in Old Town across from the co-op area. They're open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m., Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., so you can get you a nice drink, a meal replacement shake, even for the ball games that happen on every Saturday.
0: I mean, and you even get a smile as you walk in the door, because they have much energy they are so much fun and it's just a place you want to go in and give your business to there's no doubt. Guys, go to
1: Facebook or Instagram, which is their primary social media, and they'll show you their menus, which are ever-changing every week because they want to keep things fresh, on point, current, and so that every day can be something unique and a new experience. It is truly the best nutrition shop in all the Branch, and in my mind, in DeSoto County altogether.
0: And like you said, they walk you through what you're getting because you might not want what you got the other day or yesterday because you need a different kind of pep in your step. They're going to set you right and talk talk to you and make, not make you feel like you're dumb or you don't know what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. A truly hometown feel. Go check them out again. You can't make, you can't make a mistake with this one.
0: Now, let's go ahead and get into these scores because, well, we need to zoom through some of them. Yeah, unfortunately, like last week, only one team in the entire county won a ball
1: game, and this is
0: just tough. And it was against another team in the county. That's when you hate to see it, is when you have all those opportunities to beat up on somebody else, and we just couldn't come through. Yeah,
1: um, sadly, Lake Comrade took the L to Horn Lake, giving Horn Lake the only W last week, and this week, Lake Comrade took another L to South Haven, uh, losing. 22-20 to 20 in just a heartbreaker. Uh, really, really difficult. Um, you know, the game was down to the wire. Lake Comrade was actually leading, going into the final few minutes of the ball game. South Haven, which has a talented group. Mm-hmm. Just like Especially Lake Combr- that
0: defense. To put up 20 points on that South Haven defense, that is an accomplishment. That is an
1: accomplishment. Uh, South Haven, they were able to punch it in and get, take the W, and it was just heartbreaking for Lake Comrade. But congratulations to South Haven. It was a heck of a ball game, and the, uh, both teams put on a great show.
0: Absolutely. Next, we had Grenada dropping 27 on DeSoto Central, who was only able to muster 20.
1: And considering they lost their quarterback uh, for DeSoto Central to come out and get 20 points on Grenada, which Grenada is pretty hot right now, mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is a great performance out of Soto Central. I know that's a tough loss for them uh, versus a good team. So, again, I, I hate to see the county teams folding, but they're putting up good scores. Uh, what and is
0: that, 3-0 against the Soto County group for Grenada now? That is correct. That is correct. Mm, maybe we'll be able to get one off of them. Unfortunately, Hernando keeps staying in that L column as they face Lausanne Collegiate in Tennessee and lost 53-28. to 28.
1: Yeah, Cash, the Lynx are very talented. I mean, like, if you listen to our buddies down there, Hernando, like we said before, uh, Derek is very familiar with Lausanne. Uh, they have great talent, usually two or three Division I guys. They even have a kicker on the team that averages over 50 yards consistently on field goals uh, in a high school setting that's unheard of.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that just means it's automatic points, essentially. Basically. They, so you in a high the, school you, setting. Yeah, you pass the 50 and you got three points, basically. So, uh,
1: yeah, so that, that's a tough pill to swallow. I'm happy Hernando was able to score 28. I think they're very talented offensively, especially with that quarterback play. Uh, but it looks like the defense just couldn't hold up when you got 53 points against you.
0: And then Olive Branch played in just a good old-fashioned throwback slugfest. It almost looks like three yards in a cloud of dust with as many points were scored as they lost the ECS 8-7. to
1: gosh this game had a two hour rain delay it did not kick off until like 8 57 i saw you posting
0: about that on twitter yeah and that always makes it a little bit more difficult it you're, does. you're hyped up you've got all these things you're it ready was to go homecoming and night. then stop yeah add in that they had homecoming you know
1: they crowned a the homecoming queen all the festivities i mean some of these people didn't get home until well after midnight uh, but the ball game was a slugfest Zero, 0 until the final minute and a half of the ball game. My goodness. And I mean, just going at it. Um, I think Coach uh, had a great game plan. Uh, I think ECS is just – I mean, they're big. They're fast. A lot of Division One talent as well. They're very similar to Lausanne. Uh, so, uh, what a slugfest. Can't wait to hear what Coach Russell has to say about it. Uh, you know, and I know he's proud of his kids. I mean, to go into it like that with delays, the weather – uh, the defensive struggle, Then them stay committed, uh, going to be a great conversation, I have no doubt. I think y'all are really going to enjoy that one.
0: Can't wait to hear it. It's going to be a good one, especially because even though it's a loss, there's so many pauses for him to take away and to just build off of that. Now, unfortunately, we had to save this one for last, and Little Rock Christian Academy out of Arkansas put up 59 on Center Hill, and we'll leave it at that. Uh, no, we will not leave it at that.
1: Um, it was the worst loss I've ever physically seen in Center Hill's history. And it was really tough to watch. It was tough to see the crowd and the kids to be deflated. Uh, very very difficult and, um, and but y'all were going it.
0: through a lot of struggles before the game even started that you know
1: like I said I don't want to ever get on this show and make excuses for anybody but I do believe anybody listening needs to know some other things about the team that's going on right now again I work at the school yeah, uh, so I might have a little more information and like I said I've got really good friends at uh, Olive Branch and Lewisburg and they let me know stuff and um, it was like
0: like we said last week you know Center Hills lost a lot of students to Colorville, even though they're living in the Center Hill District we had yeah. injuries to. The the starting quarterback, which moved around the roster. It's really
1: tough, man. I mean, like you like you just said, there, there's five kids over there playing at Collierville who live in our district. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's not supposed to be happening. And that's a starting running back, starting defensive tackle, starting players, other positions. And so those are five kids that should be playing for us right now. There's, those are holes that are hard to fill. As I said we lost starting quarterback in game one. We've lost uh, our defensive end who had to be pulled from defense to come up and play quarterback because we have a young guy who's not quite ready yet. He's getting there. He's yeah. close. I said our other defensive end and the starting center were out for the ball game for issues at school. And then we are our best defensive player. He had to have surgery this week. He's out for the season with a hand injury. I mean, and so then we're also missing a DB. We're missing uh, two wide receivers. I mean, it's just I mean, like, if you look at it, there are seven to eight kids that That are supposed to be playing this year, not including Collierville kids. Yeah. Not including them that are supposed to be playing right now that were not able to play or were not in the proper position because they had to move to help because of another hole. Not only that... There's an offensive lineman before the ball game who has a blown burst of sack in his knee. They could not drain it or he would miss the ball game. He went out there. He's at 60 70% the best. He's playing his heart out, could barely move. It's like dragging a leg around. But he wasn't going to give up on his team. I mean, and that's Zach Hines, phenomenal kid. But, you know, that when I mean, you so see, when you put all of that together and you play against a quality opponent that is well coached, executes really well, a very talented quarterback on the other side with Little Rock Christian. You know, they did a lot of dink and dunk. They worked the field completely the entire time. Never, they never had a drive get stopped. Every single offensive drive went the distance for points. And then when you're talking about
0: that, the lack of depth that you have, the 59-0 starts to add up. Now, I mean, nothing will ever excuse that, but you're dealing with 14- and 18-year-olds who just it, – it's hard to still want to play and compete. When when you're seeing things like that, and you're missing a lot of your brothers out there on the field. It's tough, man. And, you know, like you said, they're kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I I remember being out there at 14 and 18, and for some of those kids, they probably never thought that they were going to play. It's easy to say next man up in the college and the pros once you know you're doing this as a profession, but in high school – you don't even know if you just want to be out there with your friends or actually playing the sport. Yeah,
1: it, it's just really tough.
0: So, I mean, th- these kids, they kept going out. They kept fighting. They kept practicing. Things are going to get better. And just don't like don't get down on these kids. They're, they're no. still out there fighting for you that's, and playing for thing. this community. Don't.
1: I mean, that, the, we don't need negativity. Those kids need encouragement, be lifted up. You know, yeah, it looks grim right now. It looks tough. I mean, when you take a 59 to nothing whooping, you know, and it's one of the worst things you've seen. And I mean, that's what it was. I mean, there's no way about it. But
0: I have full faith in Coach Peacock and these kids to come out and be able to rebound and learn a lot from this. Right.
1: You know, and like I said, you know, it's easy to say, well, it's not always about wins and losses. Well, no, you want to win. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. That's part of it. But... We definitely don't need to be the, on the corner of naysaying, pointing fingers, and yeah. blame because that translates to the kids. And if the kids create that kind of attitude, then the team is lost. And that's not what we need to do as a community. Our job here at the podcast is to encourage, promote, and you need to do the same thing with these kids. And so, if you have an opportunity to see one of these football players or see a coach, lift them up, yeah. you know, and tell them, "Coach, we still got you behind you." Hey, tell your sons or tell your friends of your sons or people you know on the team, "Hey, keep your head up and you, come out, you, you, out with right the signs
0: play. next week." So support these kids, let them know that as a community we still have their back.
1: Absolutely, you know, cuz they're, they're playing a tough opponent every week from now on. We're going right into district play, you know, and we need to be there for them like you need to be for anybody else. So, let's do that. And guys, I think you're really going to enjoy the interviews. Like I said, we get darn and dirty with both coaches. Uh, you know, Coach Hectorn um, was off this week and so we let him go and have time with his family. Don't worry about getting on us, but we're definitely going to have Coach Peacock and Coach Russell discuss their ball games and we're we're going to call it like it is and uh they're going to have, you know, answer some tough questions and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So, uh, I think we're going to go to the interviews now. All right, guys, I've got coach Peacock coach. Uh, I know it was a tough night Friday. Uh, how are things going for you guys this weekend? I know y'all are probably working hard as a staff as you always do, but, uh, what's the mindset moving forward?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, we're up here. Uh, I'm, you know, standing outside the school right now. I've uh, been meeting with my defensive staff about to finish up that and then go meet with my offensive staff. Um, so, you know, just trying to figure out ways to, to get better and put our kids in in what we believe uh, is the best possible position to give us a chance to win ball games,
1: Coach. I know it's been a real struggle. Uh, I know things have been not been going your way since the first game um, this season. You know, in the jamboree and stuff, and you know, and like a lot of people might say is that you know you see the scoreboard it said fifty nine to zero and versus a Christian school out of Little Rock, and you're you're, you're thinking. Well, if you weren't there, the thoughts are is that, man, we played a juggernaut or we were just that bad or all you can think of is negative thoughts. And, And that's just not the case. And I know it was difficult for our home crowd because we had a good crowd that came out and they were supportive for a while, but you know, things kind of turned sour and unfortunately coach it's, one of those situations where it's the coach's worst nightmare is that, you know, I think after a few scores, uh, a lot of the team just kind of laid down and weren't into the game much anymore mentally and was kind of waiting on the other kids to kind of make a play, to look for a spark, and it just never happened. Uh, do you think it anything differently that was going on? Uh, no,
3: I mean, you know, it's one of those deals where, you know, the game started like last week. It started about as bad as it can start. We, um, we fumbled the second play. We had a new center, uh, our, one of our starting center no longer with the team at the current moment. So we had to move a kid to center Monday afternoon. So he's had, you know, just a couple of days of practice at center. So we, we fumble a snap, whatever they recover it, get a short field. And then, you know, we got two of our faster kids back returning kicks. We, we miscommunicated or misjudged the first two kicks and we let it hit the ground. And, you know, I think we start the second drive on the, the minus two and the third drive on the minus 12. And so you know, you're already backed up, so that changes your process as a play caller because you can't turn the ball over right there. So you're a little more conservative. You know, just didn't didn't weren't able to get out of it. You know, um, and what, what's crazy is, you know, the, the first drive we fumble. It's second and one. So on first down, we gain nine yards, and then we fumble the snap on second and one, running the same exact play that we just gained nine yards on, and we, you know, if we get get the handoff and all of that, and we, we get a first down. So. You know, I know fans are frustrated. Some of our kids may be frustrated, but you know, one thing I, I, we're going to talk about with our kids is is just you know we got to play the next play, and we didn't handle getting down quick well Friday. You know, we didn't handle that. We got to learn to handle that better, and we got to be not let that happen. We got to be tuned in from from the first snap to the last snap, so that so that those mistakes, you know, not fielding the kickoff, fumbling a snap, taking the wrong steps, or, or whatever. You know, it caused that to happen. We got to be locked into where those mistakes don't happen um, and show up on film. And then we're, you know, we're missing a bunch of kids. You know, I was talking with my staff. I think since the spring when we played Holly Springs to to now, I think we're up to about twelve or thirteen kids that either aren't starting, didn't start Friday night, or are having to play another position because this kid got injured or this kid got suspended for, you know, team issues or this kid, you know, got suspended for school issues or whatever it is um, because they're not, they weren't with the team Friday night. So you're talking pretty much double digit starters didn't play Friday night that that either are injured or should be playing. Um, But again, like we tell them every day, you know, it's next man up. And and more so with, with COVID and quarantines and things like that, it is next man up mentality every time. And whoever's out there, we got to have them coached up to the best of their ability, so that they can put themselves in positions to make plays.
1: I agree, Coach. And I'm I'm happy you mentioned that about the players, because when I was watching the ball game Friday night and sitting there and talking to you know Mr. Payne and other people who are just infused with the, the program, uh, you know, you're looking around and you're looking for those team leaders to step up. You're looking for those guys to be vocal. And, you know, encourage the other teammates to get through it, fight through the, the adversity, and work through it. And you realize most of your team leaders were not on the field or even in uniform. I mean, uh, your starting quarterback is out. Uh, you're, some of your biggest defensive leaders, your defensive end, as well as your other defensive end who's had to move positions, your your best interior linebacker, people that your, your, your offense and defense lean on as the guy who sets examples, as a vocal opinion, everything else you want to call it, were not on the field. And, you know, you're asking young guys who have not played much or this is the first time starting or in a new position who are not confident in things and are trying to get better or being thrown against a quality football team coming from Little Rock, uh, you know, it, it, it creates the recipe for, uh, for trouble. And unfortunately, you know, it baked well. And it was tough to watch. I hate to see our kids get frustrated. I hate to see our fans get frustrated. But this is not a situation of a uh, style of offense, a style of defense, a style of coaching in just general. If anything, it's more of a mentality and kids working through adversity. And then sadly, this is a very large level of adversity they're having to fight through. Um, and, you know, even some of your key players that were available to play are fighting injury. I know one of your best linemen, he's got he's got fluid on the knee. One of your defensive guys is fighting injury. Uh, you're having guys that really are having to play both ways on some positions when they really shouldn't have to. I mean, that's just a, that's a lot of variables you're having to compete against. And you throw it against a good football club, you know, and you're missing leaders. It, Like I said, it just it, it spelled out why 59 to 0 happened. And I hate to see it for those kids because I know they've worked so hard and I know you, you as a staff uh, work very hard um and, and so i'm just I'm, I'm encouraged to hear that you guys are working hard and i've you know i've talked to a few of the players and uh you know they, their heads are still up but you know that's what we've got to focus on this week is you know work through adversity the next man up like you said and uh, i hope they respond well coach
3: yeah I, I think they will i think i you know i already have had some texts from my seniors hey coach you know that that was i didn't play good and i got to play better and you know I, I, hey, coach you know we, we want to we want to try to work, work a little extra here and there. What can we do to try to try to figure some of this stuff out? So it's encouraging, um, you know, to have kids that want to respond and do those things. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're, I'm a high school football coach, so I, I'm not – I got to coach who's, who's out there, who's in my building, who's ready to go. You know, I'm not going out and getting kids. I'm not trying to find kids. I, I'm coaching who's here, who wants to get better. And, you know, last year – we had a, a bunch of seniors. We, we started the season five and two before we got shut down with COVID. Really had the potential, I feel like, to be six and one, uh, seven and one if we don't get shut down for COVID. Doing the same stuff we're doing right now. Uh, but, but our job is to take what we've got, take the kids we've got, and, and through whatever it is, figure out how to put them in the position that gives us as a team to be the best that we can be. And, and that's why they don't they – don't, they call us coaches for a reason. We've got to do a better job of that. Uh, I told my staff that today. Look, we've got to do a better job of, of putting our kids in the best position possible to ha- be successful. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, a kid's got to make the play here and there as, as well. So our kids got to understand that, you know, hey, I may not be the starting inside linebacker if so-and-so is playing but he ain't playing, and so right now I'm the starting inside linebacker, and I've got to give everything I've got and play and be the best that I can be to give my team the the best opportunity for success. And, you know, we played, I'll, I would venture to say, one of the best teams in Missouri. We played one of the best teams in Little Rock and the one of the best teams in Tennessee. Call um, so, yeah, we're one in three, but now we're about to play the schools in our county and our district and you know we got to go and again put our
1: best foot forward and and see what we can do, Coach. I agree with you, man. I, and I uh, I think that you guys have got the right you know mindset moving forward. And and it's great to, and it's encouraging to hear that your seniors and players are uh still motivated and want to do better and don't want to give up on their season because they shouldn't you know hopefully in this next week or two that some of these kids can get back on the field you know recover from injury uh you know get positions back in play uh you know maybe if there's suspensions or something else going on those things get better and the team gets closer to being back to whole and what y'all had planned on going from you know moving forward um but let's 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 move forward from a little rock and let's talk about your next week's opponent and yeah we got South Haven
3: yeah I've got 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 South Haven got the Chargers coming in um, we played them last year. I think it's the first time we played them since I've been at Center Hill over uh, the game. We lost due to COVID and, and rescheduling and stuff. And so we picked them up uh, right before the year started and, and played them. You know, I think, I think we lost 14 to 7 and had the ball inside the five at the end of the game, which would have allowed us to, you know, a chance to tie it up. And uh, I, honestly, I feel like I made two bad calls back to back and, and they held us out on fourth down. Um, uh, good football team, Coach Stevenson. I think he, uh, heck, he's probably been at South Haven for a long, long, long time now. Um, as a assistant coach, as a defense coordinator, and as now the head coach. Uh, so he does does a great job. They've got some good talent. I know they got at least at least one D lineman. I think that's committed to Texas. So they got, but they got several, you know, Division One college bound kids players. Um, uh, so we've got to, you know, just again do the little things right. We can't turn the ball over. We can't we can't make things easy on them. We gotta be lined up right. We gotta put put ourselves in the best position to to have success from a coaching standpoint and also from a player standpoint, you know, just alignment and
1: assignment, knowing what to where to where to be and what to do. Coach, I think like you said, if you focus on you and not worry about the other team and y'all work on that the entire week of getting together, gelling together Coming in with one goal, one mindset, I think that's going to give you your best chance of being successful Friday night. And I think we can do it. Like I said, we run an offense that is very difficult to defend. And if we're clicking on all cylinders, we should be able to control the clock, move the ball, and things be successful. And so I'm hoping that's how it looks Friday night. And I hope we have a uh, you know a lot of good showing. And I hope we have crowd support to come out and. Uh, you know support us and cuz the reality of it is is that this is for the kids and this is not something they need to hear negative or naysay no matter your feelings about things or what you think is going on or how that you know, just like I might have an opinion, or anybody else has an opinion, you got to think about it. If you're out there, it's to support the team, support the kids, and support the program's direction. And if that's not something you want to do, or like that. Then you know, maybe you, you don't need to be out there. You know, th- this is about the kids and their future, and being a positive influence, and that's what matters most. and uh, And so, we hope everybody comes out and joins us, and because it'll be a great game, and we want to, we want to see everybody there.
3: Yeah, no doubt. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have a good crowd. Hopefully. You know, I know, uh, I think the rain kind of kept some people away Friday night. Um, hopefully we'll have a, have a great crowd again. And again, our job, like I said, as coaches and players is to, to, to get out there and, and, and put the best product and the best effort, you know, that we can onto the field. And hopefully we can, we can figure something out and, and, uh, you know, try to find a way to come away with the
1: W. Sounds like a plan, Coach. Again, we always appreciate you joining us, Coach. We look forward to uh, seeing y'all next week, playing Friday, and we wish y'all luck. All right, man.
0: Appreciate it. I know that was a tough interview for you to do, Zach, but thank you for doing it. And Coach Peacock, thank you for coming on. Next up, we got Coach Russell. All right, guys. I've got Coach Russell with me today. Coach, how we doing?
1: I'm good, man. How are you today? Oh, I'm surprised you said good, brother. Uh, to me, I'd be reeling after Friday night, man. You know, you got so many mixed emotions. At least I do. When I see that you guys had such a high number of offensive yards, great defense, phenomenal play across the board, and somehow, some way end up with a loss, it just is absolutely baffling to me, coach. I, I mean, you got to have some mixed emotions in there. Tell me what you're really feeling, coach.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah, frustrated. I got a bad headache right now, I uh, hadn't slept all weekend, uh, yeah, you want to know the truth, I'm not very good, honestly, uh, you know, because here's the thing, our kids played really, really well in that game, and in a lot of facets, there are things that we need to improve upon, especially our special teams game, uh, but we played well enough to win that game, uh, I felt like, uh, you know, defensively, we played great all the way down to the, to the last possession of the game, we just kind of got out of position but we did so many good things defensively and, uh, you know, they had right at 200 yards of offense. Uh, our offense had just at 400 yards of offense. Uh, if you take away the, uh, the, the fumbled punt snap, uh, we had over 400 yards of offense. And then we also, we had nine penalties for 63 yards. And then if you take the, lost yardage and account for that because 63 yards of penalties does not tell the story. So there's 156 of lost yards due to those penalties because all of them seem to come on, on really big plays or long yardage runs or, uh, and, and brought us back and penalized us uh, a whole bunch.
1: Coach, I mean, I know you're very professional and I know you handle your business uh, very well, um, but I can tell you now I wasn't at the game. But as a friend of Mr. Stripling and several people in the stands and people on the field, I'm going to go ahead and call it like it is. You were robbed. Uh, your kids were robbed of a game. Your kids were uh, stole an opportunity to have a fair ball game. Uh, there was so many calls out there that seemed very one sided. Such strange calls at such weird opportune times. Uh, I've just I'm just baffled. I'm just uh, I've never seen a situation like this where I can see the crowd. Announcers, I mean, the announcer as well, uh, as also people on the sidelines, even other officials that are holding chains and everything like that, shaking their head in disbelief of how the game was conducted. Uh, I just uh, – I'm going to say hats off to your kids for continuing to battle because the kids should not have to play more than 11 on the field. I mean, that's just the way it is. I don't I, you know. Yeah, I might be a center hill guy. I might be partial to schools, this, that, or so on. But the one thing I can tell you I'm most partial to is the kids. Those kids put too much time and effort and too much work into a ball game and practice and everything else to go out there and have somebody officiate poorly or in a manner that is so lopsided or so erroneous as y'all had to deal with on Friday night. Uh, I just, I hate it for you guys. And I know, you know, it might be solemn say or consolation. Oh, it's not a district game. It's not anything. But the reality of it is, is that those kids need to be treated fairly and that game needed to be consistent across the board. And it wasn't. And, uh, you know, and so I'm not afraid to call it is and coach, I just, I know that's not something you want to talk about, but I think the kids need to hear it. I think the community needs to hear it. And, uh, I think, uh, all the football is a damn good football team and y'all didn't deserve what happened Friday night. So uh, other than that, Coach, I think we just focus on, you know, the kids. What's some of the kids that did really, really well, in your eyes, offensively, you know, for the ball game? Let's talk about them.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, we did we did so many good things. And, uh, you know, you look at Traylon Oliver, who had uh, 250-something yards rushing. I mean, he he was all over the field, running up and down the field and breaking tackles. He had one long run early in the game where he, he got tripped up. He put his hand, offhand down. And ran on three—we uh, call it run on three legs. He's got—he's got, he's got his both feet on the ground and got one hand on the ground, and he's just running, regains his balances, and just takes off. And he almost scores on that one early in the game. And um, you know, Keyshawn Sesum had—I felt like a breakout game, had multiple catches, difficult catches, ran the ball well. We actually put him back in the backfield as a running back at times, uh, and he had I think twenty or thirty yards carrying the ball. Um, you know, so we did, all, we did a lot of really good things. Braden Wright had a good game. We had 90 yards in passing. Um, you know, we we're, were about the balance that we like to be. I mean, we were able to run and establish a line of scrimmage and, and move the football with the run game. Uh, we threw for right at 100 yards, you know, so we, that's exactly what we want to do. Uh, the points weren't there on the board uh, for, for different reasons. And, and uh, you know, it's just disappointing uh, to, to see our kids do that well. Uh, you know, you're talking about a 500-yard offensive performance that nets uh, seven points, and that's just, just really, really disappointing.
1: Uh, very disappointing, Coach. And like you said, I know, we don't know we're not going to talk about it anymore, but those kids did phenomenal. I think, uh, I think the defensive side did just as well, as you said before. I think the other team only had like 200 yards of offense, but, you know, some people said it was a defensive struggle in some parts of it, and even I said it, but the reality of it was it wasn't. I mean, y'all really moved the ball really well. And I think your defense did really, really well, except for one score, and uh, it's unfortunate. Did anybody stand out on the defensive side you want to highlight? Well, yeah, I thought Jerry
4: Wall was was everywhere on the field. I mean, he was playing physical, tough. He's kind of the emotional leader of our defense right now, which is saying a lot considering he's a sophomore out there. Uh, he's He had a really good game, I felt like, and, and he, he really flashed. Uh, I thought our defensive line played really, really good. Uh, We've really been working on squeezing down when guys are blocking down. and. Uh, Their best run was power, and when you run power, it's tough when those defensive ends will put their hands on those tackles and squeeze down, and that was a point of emphasis we actually talked about on the podcast last week, and and seeing those guys take that coaching, you know, uh, Coach Helm, uh, DeMarcus Helms, our defensive line coach, and he worked with them all week long, and, and the kids took the coaching and applied it on the field, and it looked really, really good
1: coach yes it did and again it's just another great example of taking the time and effort of putting the work in with the kids and them and them soaking it up like a dry sponge really believing into it and adapting that to the field and you seeing the results from it I mean that's that's absolutely fantastic so coach let's uh, you know this game is over and, and to anybody in the community including this podcast you know it might say an L on the schedule but to us we think you won the ball game in every facet uh, so that's what we want to say from that but let's focus on next week so we got district coming up, and so who is our first opponent to really make the schedule matter most when it comes towards playoffs?
4: Well, yeah, when you look at it, you kind of look at it, you got three different seasons. You know, the way I look at it, you've got your preseason with all your non district games, then you've got your regular season, which is your district play, uh, and then, of course, you got your postseason play, and all three of those kind of have a different feel to them. And so uh, we're rolling out of that non district play and getting into our, our region play, and um, of course, with our region, all being so close you know every game's going to be competitive and so week in and week out we've got to have our kids ready to play and our kids got to be excited and up for it. uh this week we've got a really really good DeSoto Central team coming in and uh, you know they uh, I actually had an opportunity on the, the week when we got uh, canceled with, with uh, Trezvan I got a chance to go watch them knowing they're going to be our first district opponent and uh, they got a really good football team um, they've got a running back that I, that is that's impressive he's hard to tackle he's getting off blocks and uh and, and just and just able to really extend the play constantly uh and they've got a young quarterback that you know of course they got their, their starter got hurt and is out but the guy they've got coming in i mean my goodness he's a heck of a player and so he, he makes a lot of good throws for him. and uh then defensively they're really good on the interior defensive line uh, they've got a good linebacker that does a really good job flying to the football. So we've got our hands
1: full with a really good football team coming in here Friday night. Coach, I think you do, you are right. Uh, you know, I was concerned about Desoto Central after they lost their starting quarterback, but they have definitely reloaded to that position, and those kids have bought in. They had a heartbreaking loss this past week versus, I believe, Grenada. Um, but That's right, yeah. they were right there in the ball game, and I think had actually had a chance to win. Uh, so, yes, I think they're going to be a formidable opponent. Um, but I think if, uh, if the game goes smooth and you don't have those other variables we keep talking about in there, I think you've got a great shot of winning the ball game. I think your kids are dialed in. If anything, what happened Friday night should give your guys motivation to be that much stronger, faster, and focused moving forward and going right into district play. That's going to be a nice weapon or asset to happen, to have going forward. And so I think you're going to do really, really well.
4: Yeah. Well, you've got, you know, anytime you have adversity, you have two options. Do you let it define you or do you learn from it? And do you get better because of it? And, you know, that's what we're going to stress to our kids. You know, you have an opportunity right now. Uh, We're not sitting where we, where we feel like we should be or want to be right now, but we're going to take that as a, as a, as a challenge to us and find a way to clean up the things. Now, we played wet really well offensively and defensively, I felt like, on Friday night, but we played really, really poorly in our special teams. You know, So there's some things that we've got to get cleaned up uh, in our special teams game, and that's something that we'll really harp on this week and, and make sure that those are tuned up. We spend a lot of time on them anyway, um, but we're going to even spend even more time this week.
1: I hear you, Coach. Well, I have no doubt y'all are going to be ready to go, and we wish you luck this Friday. That's going to be a home game at 7 o'clock there at conquistador stadium or as we should say pool stadium and uh guys make sure you come out and support let's have another great crowd another great environment and really show our support for these kids you know so they can fight through this adversity and win big and represent olive Branch well
4: yeah absolutely you know we have we've had we've had two home games so far we've had phenomenal crowds we had a two-hour weather delay um on friday night even though people ever all around the county were still playing we were under a weather delay for two hours and it was nice and clear and everybody stuck around and hung out in the parking lot for two hours and came out and watched the game and we still had a huge crowd so uh our fans are exciting they're excited they're doing a great job of showing up and and, and supporting these guys and i hope they do it again this friday
1: night coach i think they will i think you're going to have a great turnout and i really want to wish you good luck coach again thank you for your time always a pleasure to have you on the podcast and we look forward to talking to you next week sounds great
0: appreciate it Man, that was a great interview. I know it was a tough loss for you, but I am excited to see how you rebound in the next week. Guys, we hope you enjoyed our post-game show, and
1: we'll come back next week when we get to have all three coaches as we start district play right here in 6A.
3: Thanks for listening to the OB Pod Coaches Post-Game Show with Jason Russell, Alan Peacock, and Justin Hector. And now that your three brain cells are saturated with football knowledge, go tell your friends where you got it. See you next week.
0: Now, let's get into making everybody a few extra bucks like we did last week. We gave you a plus money underdog, the Raiders on the money line, which was like plus 165, bet 100, win 165. So we got a little bit of house money to play with for a unit. Now, people are probably going to disagree with me again this week, as they did last week, but we're going to take the Lions at minus 11 and a half, which means as long as they don't lose by more than 11 points, we get to take this ticket to the cash window.
1: <laughs> I love your confidence, man We, we we're one to know for the first one Let's see how you do for this week Yeah,
0: I mean, you just keep going back to the well Take these underdogs It's just 11.5 points That is a lot And Green Bay did not look good Aaron Rodgers still just doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers I feel like he's still on a beach in California Sipping mojitos So I'm going to take the hard-working city of Detroit Get that underdog mentality Like a lot of DeSoto County is in right now And we're going to take the points and roll
1: Well, there you go there you go guys we hope you've enjoyed our show this week uh, we hope we were, were providing the good news the bad the ugly whatever you want to call it and going to come back every week please tell a friend please tell a family member that you're listening to us maybe that you enjoy us uh, and let them know how to get to us you know you can always check us out on social media that's Facebook Twitter as well as you can email us if you have questions or want to comment send us jokes whatever it may be and that is dobpodcast at gmail.com like we mentioned before we have a partner podcast out of Hernando and that is Under the Water Tower They do a phenomenal job in a very similar production that we do. But other than that, guys, we're going to call it a week. I know it's been a little bit longer episode than normal, but it's been a good one. And we hope to see you again next week. I'm Zach. I'm Cash. We'll see you all then.